The Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit is made possible in part by Samaritas, the state's largest private foster care and adoption agency. However, Samaritas also provides a number of other services around the state. They are one of the largest refugee resettlement agencies in Michigan. They serve homeless families, persons with disabilities, abused and trafficked women. They also provide market rate and affordable housing for seniors and HUD housing for families and also have skilled nursing, memory care and rehab communities in Grand Rapids, Cadillac and Saginaw. Samaritas, we thank them for their support here at Deadline Detroit. Hey everybody, thanks for joining me for the Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit. Hopefully you've had a little bit of time to dry out. It's been raining, it seems, nonstop for the last 48, 72 hours or so, but hey, we'll get through it. Hey, some big news today coming out of Lansing. Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson announcing that they are going to mail absentee ballot applications to all 7.7 million registered voters in the state of Michigan. Now, a lot of people have been saying that we need voting by mail. Well, Michigan does have no reason absentee voting. But there's already opposition to this idea. Some court action potentially suggested here, maybe a lawsuit against it. Why? What's at the root of this? This is not a new thing, people acting against people being able to vote in an easier fashion. I'll explain a little bit more on The Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit. The Craig Folly Show is made possible in part by Deadline Detroit. Deadline Detroit has some of the best journalists in the city. We're asking you to support independent local journalism by joining our $3 a month membership. By joining, you become eligible to win prizes, including tickets for sporting events and gift cards to some of Detroit's best restaurants. Just go to our website and click the ad at the top or go to www.deadlinedetroit.com membership. Hey, Craig here. Thanks for joining me for the show today. And hopefully, hopefully you have dried out a little bit. It looks like we're actually going to have a pretty nice Memorial Day weekend here, at least in Metro Detroit in the state of Michigan. Temperatures warming up to near 80 expected. And wow, just in time for the holiday weekend, it looks like a number of businesses will be allowed to reopen in the northern parts of the state, northwest lower peninsula and the UP, zones 8 and 6 in the state. If you look at the population map, that's the way that they've got them numbered is the highest to lowest populated areas. But it looks like we are getting ready to reopen some businesses up there. And if you are headed up north to take advantage of that, just be safe, be responsible. That's all we ask. And hopefully, hopefully uh, we can see this curve continue to bend in the right direction. And maybe the rest of us will be able to do something very similar very soon. But again, if we are trending in that direction, it is because of the stuff we have already done to take precautions and be safe around here. And I know it's starting to fray around the edges and we're starting to see people get upset with this kind of stuff, but the vast majority of us have done what has been asked of us and have been socially distant, have been doing our best to make sure that this virus stays under control here in the state. It's uh, It's been devastating to see what's been happening out there. And hopefully, hopefully we'll do this the right way and get through it. All right, so on the program today, I want to talk about the news that came out yesterday. Jocelyn Benson, the Secretary of State here in Michigan, announced that all 7.7 million registered voters in the state will be mailed an application to apply for a, uh, an absentee ballot. Now, again, it's just an application. It is not the ballot itself. You still have to fill out the form, sign the signature, uh, and uh, all that kind of stuff so they can do the signature matching to make sure it's valid. Uh, but this has been going on for people in the state of Michigan for a long time. Absentee ballots are nothing new. 
they've never really been perceived as a threat for seniors who take advantage of this. A lot of people don't necessarily have the wherewithal to get to the polls, but they still have the right to vote. Now, Michigan, you may recall, changed its law a couple of years ago to allow for no reason absentee voting. This is something voters approved here in Michigan. Now, already there is opposition on the Republican side to this idea of even mailing out the applications. Now, we don't know how much it's going to cost. It's not going to be necessarily cheap. 7.7 million voters getting an application. Of course, government gets a bulk rate on the mail, so it's not going to be that ridiculous. But what is it going to do to potential turnout? And what is it going to do to the number of people participating in the election? I have a feeling it's going to increase participation in the election because people will take advantage of this new option that they have, that maybe they haven't before. Now, I have never voted absentee. I've always gone to the polls. It's something I like to do. However, if given the option, I think I'm going to do mail-in voting here. Take advantage of this absentee thing. Not because I'm worried about crowds or anything like that. That's not it. But why not make it more convenient? I've always been in favor of something like that. And every time, every time we take steps to make it easier for people to vote, there is opposition to this. And usually this opposition comes in the form of people complaining about voter fraud and the potential for voter fraud. And yes, most election law experts say that the potential for election fraud is slightly greater with absentee ballots and mail-in voting than it is with in-person voting. Yet they all acknowledge that yes, while the possibility is there, it is still very, very rare. And in fact, the usual suspects when it comes to people that are actually trying to pull off some sort of fraud are not by voters themselves who should not be voting or somebody filling in a ballot for somebody else. It is usually a political party operative who is collecting ballots, as we saw in North Carolina, and altering them in some capacity. But that is also a very, very rare instance. A lot of the instances thrown out there that somehow there's improper voting going on because of absentee or mail-in voting uh, come from the president himself, who has suggested that this is a, a widespread problem, even though he votes absentee himself. He often points at California as being the place where they admitted, according to the president, and this is not me, where the president has cited that in California over a million votes were cast that shouldn't have been cast. That is not true. California settled with the federal government in regards to purging some voters from the rolls, but they admitted no wrongdoing and nobody Nobody alleged that there was illegal voting that was going on. It was just about getting rid of older voters and people who had moved from the rolls. It had nothing to do with whether or not any of those people actually attempted to cast a ballot. There was no evidence of that at all. So you're going to hear that. Well, what about California? Well, so when you look at California and Los Angeles County and what that settlement actually said, the president said that they admitted to a million people potentially voting wrong. But no. Here's what they said. There were approximately 1,565,000 registrations on L.A. County's inactive file of registered voters. That's their inactive file. Now, inactive voter registrations belong to voters who have moved to another country or a state or have passed away. But that doesn't mean anybody tried to vote with any of those things or that any votes were cast there. They weren't. It was just a lawsuit over whether or not those people could be automatically purged from the voter rolls. But nobody ever alleged that those 1.5 million ballots were, were cast in any way, shape, or form. They weren't. The other thing that people suggest when it comes to voter fraud all the time is that we are going to have a situation where people who are not U.S. citizens get to vote. And oftentimes this will be cloaked in, well, illegals vote. Well, according to whom? How is this happening? Where is this happening? 
it's not. It's never it's never backed up with any facts. It's never backed up with anything other than to say, well, it could happen. It is a myth that there is widespread voter fraud going on. There's no evidence of widespread voting by immigrants in the country who are here without proper documentation or by people voting on behalf of dead people. You hear stories about people bringing busloads of people to other states to vote. That stuff is just not true. It's anecdotal at best. Usually it's just made up to scare people into opposing things that make it easier for people to vote. Now, this is something that you need to consider when we talk about voter fraud. Remember, there was big fanfare in 2017, I believe, 2016. Yeah, it was 2017. Shortly after President Trump took office, he announced that he's going to have this Presidential Advisory Commission on Election Integrity. They were going to take a look at fraudulent voting and get to the bottom of this huge problem in, in America. Well, keep this in mind. They dissolved it just a few months after it was created. They didn't find any proof of widespread fraud, any proof of election fraud really at all. It doesn't exist anymore. So clearly, it was something that was designed to scare people and get them to think that this is a big problem that needed to be addressed for the safety of our democracy. Well, obviously, with nine months worth of work under their belt, and they decided to dissolve because there's no there there. Voter fraud is not a problem in our country. Certainly not individuals trying to vote twice or commit voter fraud. Those are so few and far between. And typically, if it happens, it's because it's a mistake. Somebody said, well, I never knew if I got my absentee ballot was taken in, so I decided to come down here and vote in person. And in that situation, they will invalidate those ballots. Hardly enough to sway a national election or for anybody to position themselves that if they somehow lose an election, it's because it's rigged. Undermining faith in our democracy is not the way to get people to participate in our democracy and putting out scare tactics and and, uh, throwing up these campaigns to suggest that somehow people who don't have a right to vote are somehow swaying our national policy is just untrue. It's a scare tactic. It's fear, fear of the other. It's something that we have seen as central to this presidency, some sort of external threat that needs to be controlled. No. What they're afraid of is participation. What they are afraid of is people getting involved in elections. What they are afraid of is that if everybody in this country actually that was eligible to vote cast a ballot, these elections might look a lot different. Now, this is not a new thing, this opposition to people voting. Remember, back in the Clinton administration, the Motor Voter Act was signed into law. Now, originally, it was vetoed by George H.W. Bush as president. But then when President Clinton was elected, it was passed again, and he signed it into law. And as soon as that happened, as soon as that happened, it was a huge success. Uh, In its first year in effect, 30 million people registered or updated their registrations because of Motor Voter. And 16 million people per year have used it to register ever since. It is convenient. You update your driver's license, you've got to get your address changed, whatever, might as well just take care of your voter registration right there. It makes it easy. It's a simple way to do it. It did not lead to the downfall of our democracy. It did not lead to widespread election fraud, as many people suggested it would, but it was basically put out there that way, that if we did this, then we're opening up the door to all kinds of fraud. No, all we did was increase the number of people who were participating in the elections. Now, this is something interesting. Back when this was first being debated, the Motor Voter Act, which was a very, very significant act, again, by the way, there were a number of people on the Republican side who were opposed to this for the same usual reasons that we've been discussing here. But here's what Mitch McConnell 
had to say. Of course, he is now the Senate Majority Leader. Back then he was not, but here's what he said. He said, quote, low voter turnout is a sign of a content democracy. That's a good thing that we don't have more people participating. Everybody's content so they don't bother to vote. I don't buy that. I don't buy that at all. I think there's a lot of reasons people don't vote. Yeah, apathy is a big one. I don't think it's necessarily contentedness. I think most people, if it were easy, would vote. If it were easier. But the fact is, we vote in November, typically. And it's states like Michigan, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Massachusetts, Maine, states in the north. We can have really nasty weather in November. And forcing people to go stand in line... Well, maybe not everybody wants to do that. But if they could just vote in absentee, which they're allowed to do by law now here in Michigan, then I would think more people would actually do it. And I'm sorry. Sending an application for an absentee ballot for something that is completely legal does not seem beyond the pale here in Michigan. It does not seem as if the Secretary of State is doing anything wrong with this. There will be a court challenge to this, I have a feeling. But I'll tell you what, if, if you're the Republicans, it does not make a lot of sense to me to send a message to the public that you are opposed to them getting out to vote and making it easier for them to vote. It makes it seem as if you have a different reason for not wanting people to vote. Like maybe you know that the demographics are no longer in your favor. Maybe you know that things are changing and that the more people vote, especially young people, uh, the tougher time you're going to have winning these elections. Look what happened in Wisconsin that you had people in the middle of a pandemic having to line up to vote in a Supreme Court election there because you would not allow the vote to even be postponed. And you certainly were not in favor of expanding access to absentee ballots in that situation. The Republicans went out of their way to make sure that it was as difficult as possible. And there was a backlash for it. People showed up to vote because they were pissed. And you look at the numbers in a race that should have been pretty close. It wasn't. They lost. So maybe there's some backlash there. It's entirely possible. But this has been going on for a long time. And like I said, the Secretary of State, all she is doing is sending out an application. You do not have to fill out that application. You do not have to go and uh, get uh, an absentee ballot. You don't. But you have the option. And this way, at least you know you have the option. Because if you mail this to all the registered voters in the state, a number of people will send them back and apply for it, get their ballot, and they'll be able to send it in. But that's all you're doing. It's as much a get-out-the-vote thing as anything else, but it's certainly not for any one candidate. It's certainly not for any one party. It's for anybody who is registered to vote to have the option. I, for one, believe that we should always be encouraging people to vote and doing whatever we can to get them to vote. So if the Secretary of State was to go on television or pay for a television campaign ad that said, hey, everybody, you are eligible to vote absentee, call your clerk, get your absentee ballot, that's great. Nobody would bat an eye at that. But the fact that she's actually mailing it out to people, the actual application, so they don't have to take another step to get it. We're just saying, look, if you want one, here's the application. Fill it out if you want to. Fill it out. Don't fill it out if you don't want to. Why is that option so dangerous? Why is that something that needs to be feared? Is that something that opens the door to voter fraud? I don't think so. For me, I I don't see any legal problem with this. Now, I am not a lawyer, but it looks to me like this is as much just an informational thing as anything else. And the Secretary of State has always been able to do that, whether it be for mailings, whether it be from television ads, radio commercials, 
You see this all the time. Get out and vote. Register to vote. Here's how. There's nothing wrong with that. And this is just bringing attention to the fact that this is an option that you now have under Michigan law. And anybody that is trying to block you getting that information or from participating in that process has a motive that might not be as pure as it should be. Anybody that suggests that it needs to be harder to vote, why? Ask them why. Why should it be harder to vote? Why should it be more difficult? Keep this in mind. They've been trying to make it harder to vote in person in a number of states for people. So now, at least in Michigan, we have absentee ballots. We also have same-day registration, which is a big deal. A lot of opposition to that as well when it was going around. But keep this in mind. There are going to be an army of about 50,000 people that are going to be sent out to polling places around the country. This is according to the RNC, the Republican National Committee. They are going to be sending people out to ensure, as they say, that there's no fraudulent voting going on. Now, we have seen this manifest itself in a number of polling places over the years in terms of intimidation and people questioning whether or not somebody is who they say they are, questioning the uh, legality of the vote being cast. And I, I can't stand it when I see that. These voter challengers, they're mobilizing. Now, keep in mind this. According to the New York Times, on Mondays, in Monday's New York Times, uh, it was announced that the Republicans are going to bring out an army of people, up to 50,000 volunteers in 15 key states to monitor polling places and, of course, challenge ballots and voters that they, quote, deem suspicious. They're going to spend $20 million on this effort. Now, think about this. Voters deemed suspicious. What does that mean? Who determines which voter is suspicious? How do you determine who is a suspicious voter? Is it any coincidence that typically these people will be placed in urban districts, minority, majority districts. I never see these vote challengers hanging out in Bloomfield Hills or Gross Point, but they'll put them in cities like Detroit, any place that has a larger immigrant population or a significantly African-American population. The challengers will show up there. Now, if that's not the type of profiling, I don't know what is, but it's unacceptable and it's a pattern. If you look at all the voter suppression efforts that have taken place over the last decade, they're almost all geared towards minority populations in the name of so-called cleaning up the voter rolls, voter ID laws, voter suppression efforts, attempts to resist motor voter, attempts to resist mail-in ballots, attempts to resist absentee ballots. Everything is designed to limit people's participation. There used to be a law in this country that said that only certain people could vote. That's gone now. And I'll be damned if I'm going to sit here and let people try to take it back to those days under the guise of false voter fraud and voter intimidation. Don't accept it. And if you want to vote absentee, take advantage of the fact that this application is going to be mailed to you. I, I, I hope the Republicans take this to court. I would like to see how the court responds. The fact is, this is something we voted for in Michigan. We voted to approve this. Do not take that lightly and do not give it back. In the meantime, if you are going to take advantage of the fact that the state is partially reopened, all I can ask is that you be safe. And I'm really, really interested to see how places like Traverse City and uh, Harbor Springs and, and uh, places like that, uh, vacation centers up north, handle this. How are they going to make sure that we have 
decent amount of space out there because the last thing the people up north want is a bunch of people from southeast Michigan where the virus is much more prevalent to come up there and um, obviously create a problem. So I'm going to be interested to see how the businesses handle it, what kind of spacing rules they have. I would like to see some of these places block off streets to car traffic so they can expand their tables to outdoors and have more seating area and create a much more of a festive atmosphere even as we keep people apart. It's going to be interesting to see and something that I'll be watching very carefully because, hey, I'm like everybody else. I would love to go back to doing the things that we used to do as soon as possible. But if we don't do it right, we could be stuck in this situation a little bit longer. So be careful, everybody. That's all I can say. And uh, treat each other with respect. And you know what? Wearing a mask is not that big a deal, everybody. Try to do it. Try to. I mean, if you really can't for some reason, I, I don't know what to tell you. But just as a courtesy and to be decent to one another, do it. Not just for yourself. It's not just about you. It's about everybody else and everybody else's family members. And again, for those of us down here in Detroit, in Metro Detroit, we have seen a lot more of the health impact of this than people in other parts of the state. You don't understand what's happening down here, especially in the city of Detroit. I lost a number of people that I know personally to this disease. And it's been just heartbreaking to watch how it's impacted certain places down here. Are things smoothing out? Yeah, they seem to be getting better, and thank God for that. But keep in mind, nobody's immune to this. No community is immune to this. And if we do this the wrong way, then we'll be right back here again. So just be smart, be safe, be courteous, be respectful. And let's work together to figure this out. All right, that's going to do it for today's program. I certainly do appreciate everybody being with me today. And uh, don't forget, you can send me emails. It's thecraigfollyshow at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on Snapchat, all those different places. If you want to get in touch, let me know what I'm thinking. Tell me if I'm wrong. I don't care. Tell me if you agree with me. Love that too. Give me some suggestions on who I should be talking to. All of that works just fine. In the meantime, I will say this. Whatever method you choose, in August, in November, it is critical that you get out there and have your voice heard. Vote. And don't let anybody tell you you can't. If you are eligible to vote in this country, exercise your right. We need as much participation as possible. And if mailing an application for an absentee ballot gets more than 50% of that 7.7 million registered voters we have in the state to participate, that's a great thing. I do not think a sign of a healthy democracy is low voter turnout or a content democracy. That's apathy. That's people thinking that their votes don't matter. That's why they don't vote. When people stand up and see what their vote actually can do and what it leads to, They'll never not participate again, and that's exactly what certain people are worried about. Have a great day, everybody. The Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit is made possible in part by Mad Dog Professional Services. Mad Dog Professional Services focuses on putting their clients on the leading edge of technology faster than thought possible to capture new revenue streams. That's Mad Dog Professional Services. 